Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean, and today we are here for part two of our review of Sign of the Times, the deluxe edition, and this is for Vault Tracks 2. So man, if you listen to that massive one we did for Vault 1, buckle up for we're, we're back, baby. We, we, we ready to go for another round. And joining me today, Mr. Big Ken. Sir, how are you? I'm good, man. Ready to jump on this Vault 2, man. Let's get to it. All right. And also joining us, he's live out there uh, in, in this thing called life, literally. Uh, Mr. Day Dropping, sir, how are you? I'm doing well, Mike. Uh, just a quick caveat, because I'm um, out and about. Uh, I'm going to try to get as much as I can in, but I may have to cut out a little bit sooner than expected. No worries, man. We we grown, man. We got families. We got to take care of our babies and our people. So we, we, we understand that. Also joining us, Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? Doing all right. <clears throat> Tried a new tequila last night. And, uh, nice uh, relaxation. Doing a little listening, a little tequila sipping. It was all right. All right, you're getting your sip on last night. I ain't mad at Well, let's get things started. We're going to do a lot of talking crazy. Let's just jump right in. So the first track on Vault 2 is Train. And I'm going to go to Big Ken to start us off. Oh, I get to kick it off? All yes, right. Sir. Well, you know, as we all know, you know, this has been, you know, available via the nefarious underground folk fight for quite a while. Um, so first off, it's really nice to have it in this quality. But I, I've always loved this song, man. It's one of my one of my favorites of his uh, because I personally appreciate the, the soundscape that that's created in this song. And what I mean by that is like the song is called Train. He's got that thumping bass line that kind of tapered echo effect on the snare, like it's repeated every time it hits the, uh, the snare. You got that deep percussive clap that's layered on top of the snare during the choruses, the train whistles. I mean, it's all super dope, man. And it really does, at least to me, gives me the vibe that you're riding on the train. And I just always found that really impressive. Um, the horns, the accents from from Eric and, and Atlanta, they're on point. And I think I even hear Eric might be playing a baritone sax in there yes. a little bit. I mean, in his layered vocals, Prince's vocals are very well done. I mean, it's just a wonderful track, man. I love it. So this this is one of my favorites that gets played very often. All right, day dropping. Yeah, um, this is a personal favorite. I like the fact that now it's as clear as it is because um, you can hear a little bit more echoing on the layered vocals, and 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 I, you know, I went jogging to it this morning and, and just enjoyed the hell out of it. Like I said, that percussion effect done with the train sound, he's used it in other tracks as well. And uh, I've always loved that. That's what attracted me to this track when I first heard it as a boot years ago uh, was th that sound. I thought, oh, that, that's different. That's cool. I like that sound. And, and, and it just hooked me from there. As far as I'm concerned, there's really nothing wrong with this song. It's a go to song for me. Uh, every once in a while, you know, before it was officially released, I'd go back to this song and hear it every once in a while. I just like the vibe on it, you know, and the lyrics on it are just a beat and, and they're just cool. Um, and it's one of those just because songs, you know, it's uh, for me, because of the nostalgia on it, on the score on it, uh, um, I've always, like I said, this, this one always, it gets to me and I've always enjoyed it. I can always listen to this song without any worries that whether, whether it fits my mood or not, it, it just, it just works. What's the score? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> well, we, Ernie, I don't know if you can hear us, but you all of us, your connection went crazy. Okay. All right. How about now? There you go. Okay. Yeah. You know what? The phone. I gotta monitor the phone so I don't. It don't go to sleep on me here. Uh, all right. So uh, like I was saying, you know, it's, it's a perfect song for me and a score on it. Uh, I'd give it a nine out of 10, not a 10. And it's not a perfect song, but it's really close, man. I really dig it. All right. Big sexy. You know, Ken mentioned it earlier. I do like that Eric Leeds pulled out the baritone sax for this one. Reminds me a little bit <clears throat> tonally and lyrically of a couple songs from back in the day, one way back in the day. Reminds me a little bit of Ohio Players and Jive Turkey and a little bit of, oh, I, I, her name was just slipped me. The woman who sings called Tyrone. Erica Badu. Thank you, Erica Badu. Because lyrically, this song is like, look, hey, you don't love me anymore? There's a train leaving in the morning? Get shit and get on it. <clears throat> you know, again, lyrically, <clears throat> I don't think it, the lyrics fit with the the tone of the, of the music because those lyrics could have been a lot heavier in a different presentation. But again, it is a, you know, a good song and I enjoy the letting the horns work out a little bit. And again, the sounds, I think I'm going to steal from Ken, the soundscape was different than I'd ever heard before. Now, I, I have not heard this song before getting the box set, but I also see how it wouldn't have fit on Sign of the Times as well. But again, I liked it. I liked it lyrically a lot. I wish it was just delivered in different uh, musical delivery format. That's all. All right. All I can add is there's a train leaving in the morning. <laughs> I love that shit. Uh, I, I love this song. Of I'm with the fellas, man. I've always enjoyed this. Uh, this is one of those, another one of those songs for, you know, the, the hardcore fan. He's been around for years, but to hear it in its full totality sounds just like, ugh. Um, so that's not much I can add. I, I enjoyed this. I'm so used to hearing it though, because I it was on that uh, Dream Factory boot many years ago, and I want to say it came after Dream Factory, the song, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I could be, but then I always remember it going right into uh, so it's just it's interesting for me now to hear it as the first track on something. Um, but yeah, I love Train. Great song. Uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, it ain't over till the fat lady shanks. And quickly, I will say, I've heard, I've heard this one before, but never heard it like this. I've always enjoyed it, but the version I heard before, it was like really low quality. I. <laughs> This is one of my favorites on this set. Uh, I didn't really know who was playing on this before, but looking at it now, I can see that it's Prince, Wendy, Lisa, Eric Lees, and Lana Bliss. Man, they was on something because <laughs> I, I really dig this. Um, last thing I'll add, apparently there is a version with Claire Fisher strings. I'm not understanding why I didn't put that on here. I very much would love to hear what that sounds like, but I, I enjoy this. I I, I play this loud. I can just see Prince. I, get, I can see it as some sort of interlude. Like, you know, he'll do a hand signal and they just jump into that. And he's just like on the stage strutting. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is dope to me. Uh, I'll go to Big Ken. Yeah, I agree totally, man. I, I love this. It's it's a 
fun. It's playful. Um, and, you know, I, I probably shouldn't say this because I know I'm going to be showing my age here. But I'm telling you, when I first heard this song, when it, you know, kind of surfaced a long time ago, the first, you know, it goes, dun, 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 right? Those first two notes, for some reason, when I first heard it, it made me immediately think of, even though it's a bit slower, it made me think of the theme song to, to the Carol Burnett show. You remember that? You, know, dun, 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 dun. you remember that? Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I you know, I, yeah. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> you know, true. so I don't know if that was an influence. If he had that in mind, who knows, man? But all I know is that this is short but memorable. The melody sticks in your head long after you've heard it. You know, I love the jazz inflections of it, but the hard groove in the middle section. And I'm going to assume that that's Prince's. That's on the drums. Yeah. They they are tight, tight in the pocket. I love, and as far as I, as far, as, I think I heard or read somewhere that Wendy is actually on bass in this one for a little bit. Maybe I could be wrong. Whoever's on bass, they're killing it. So yeah, this is a favorite of mine on on this set. And in this in this quality, you, you know, I'm with you, Mike. This is one that gets played very often and very, you know, at loud volumes. Yeah, and let me throw in it has nothing doesn't have anything necessarily to do with this track, but I wanted to tell you specifically, I finally sat down Uh-oh. and. <laughs> Start listening to some Miles Davis and spe- oh, Lord. specifically Bitches Brew and whatever. And I used to have the, was it an album called On the Corner? That, yes. It's one I used to have that on cassette tape, but I was so young at the time that I just couldn't appreciate it. But I don't know what it was. I sat down and listened to this and I, I fell in. It was like, you know, somebody pulled the rug from underneath my feet and I fell down the rabbit hole and I was like, okay. I got some work to do. I was in love with the, the second track. Is that Bitches Brew, the second track? Yeah, the second track is Bitches Brew. The first track uh, is Pharaoh's Dance. But, uh, Mike, I, first I want to say I'm proud of you. Okay, I'm going I'm to give you the golf clap. <laughs> Thank, oh, I feel like I've, I've arrived. Okay, I made I'm it. A, okay, but, but I will say this. You took the harder route because Bitches Brew is probably not the best starting point. You know uh, what I'm saying? Oh, because okay. Well, no, 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 not, no. It's not a diss. I'm just saying Miles changed jazz like five separate times in his career right i, I did he, hear this I, and, yeah, and, and he he was kind of like prince man where people would follow what he did right so bitches brew is literally the birth of fusion so on that record you got herbie hancock you got chick yeah. career wayne yeah, yeah. shorter so you know headhunters and stuff that we love all, all that that's all direct descended direct from, from that, that. Yeah, so, and I knew some of these things and that's and I don't I was looking on Amazon or something and I was looking and I was like you know what let me listen. So I started listening and then I found a video from back in those days, a performance of the Bitches Brew. And mm-hmm. I was that's where I was like, holy, I was like, this shit is dope as fuck. I was like, ah. So I'm all in. That's I just wanted to tell you that real quick. We'll get well, back. Well, real quick, we're not we're not gonna go off on a side tangent, but just to put it in <laughs> just just to put it into context for yes, you sir. as you as you continue your journey with this, just remember the time frame that this this was at, right? This was sixty-nine. Miles was already a jazz legend. So mm-hmm. th- think of somebody that for him to go the, ra- the the path he did with Bitches Brew was a massive mindfuck for a lot of people. Think of think of it if it is like if Beyonce all of a sudden decided to try her hand at country music. Got you see it. what I'm saying? That that's how that's how dramatic a shift it was and people weren't hip to it and he kind of had that prince attitude where look, this is where I'm going. Right. If you ain't down and two fingers kick rocks and <laughs> right. that, that's where it was at so yeah man 
Buckle up. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was looking at a list of the out al- the top albums <clears throat> from 1969, and that was because that was the year I was born. I said, "What was going on?" Because it was that album and one I've already familiar with, uh, Slime and Family Stone Stand. In the yes. same, same year. So anyway, uh, getting back to this, uh, big sexy. It ain't over to the to the fat lady sings. Which I don't know if you could say that now, right, without them coming for nope. you. <laughs> you know, when Ken mentioned the Carol Burnett, uh, um, insp- oh, inspiration for refer- reference, it just popped into my head. I'm so glad we had this time together. Okay, enough of that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like it. It's short, and for and it's not. I don't mean to belittle it by any stretch when I say foreign instrumental, but I'm listening to this, and I think, what would happen if they had taken now's the time out of the sign of the time set and put this in instead? Hmm. Let the band work out around that because the way it's built up. It leaves a lot of room for imp- improvisation. You know, each, like in Niles of Time, each person could take a little little solo piece and run with it and bring it back to the band and play while Prince is changing his clothes. Uh, I think we were just seeing the tip of the iceberg on this because it, it is so short. But what I heard, I liked, I think it would have been interesting to see if, you know, Prince, Wendy, Lisa, Eric, and, and Atlanta did more stuff like this, just sitting around in the studio. Somebody hit, hit record, and they just play and just let it rip. Because this one, this had a lot of potential on it, too. It really does. Yeah. Well, you know, it, which makes me really appreciate, and I hope at some point they get a, a proper release of the flesh. Like, it's kind of, to me, this sits in that sort of same vein. Uh, Ernie, they drop it. Yeah, you know, you said that the flesh, and that's what I had on my notes here. It kind of reminds you of something that will fit right in with the flesh sessions. Um, really quick, I mean, I, I dig it. I mean, this song is good enough for an eight out of ten, but you know, the inclusion of dogs barking <laughs> that just props it up to a nine. Are you kidding me, man? If it was longer, it'd be a ten because because there's because it's, it's such a fun little track that. You can take more of this track and you're okay with it. So, yeah, it's a, I'll, I'll keep mine simple. You know, like I said, 9 out of 10. It's a great little song. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, is this one just a little bit longer than the boot? Because I think I the think boot it might originally be. Yeah, it kind of, I think it faded so. out a little bit where towards the end where it went, dun, 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 it would fade out right there. And this one has like a proper ending to it. And then when it lasts like about 20 seconds more. But I think this one actually gives you the proper ending to the song. So that's cool. I mean, but yeah, um, nine out of 10. All right. Next up is Eggplant. Yeah. Big Ken, go ahead. Oh, yeah, man. This is a serious, serious, serious favorite of mine on this set and off this set. Okay. Because again, this is one of the ones that kind of. The, the, you know, the version with Wendy and the lead vocals kind of surfaced, what, about a year ago, year and a half ago, something like that. Regardless. Oh, no, real quick, was that, I thought that was Joe Jones. No, or, but the version I heard, no, it was Wendy. Oh, there's Wendy, okay. It's Wendy, because it, it has funny. a lot of funny banter between Wendy and, you know, and Prince in the background. Interesting. You know, with the fluffy poodle and all that, remember? 
So, uh, yeah, this is a certified volume up to 10 Exhibit A track. You know, like I mentioned last last time, the Exhibit A tracks, these are the type of tracks where you could, like, put in front of somebody to try to sh- explain or showcase what makes Prince so different. The thing about this song, man, that I adore, to me, is the sheer audacity of it, right? It's, it's just another example of this super experimental mode that he along with Wendy and Lisa they were all in during this period and they just had a willingness to just try anything and that excites me I mean the, the, the song is so damn quirky it's eccentric but it's super funky man it definitely atypical it's not like anything or anybody else out there and for me personally everything about it works I mean like the, it starts out with that kind of techno-ish kind of repeated synth bass line that's like going through the whole track you got that super sticky melody, you know. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, it's it's wacky, almost like some Bugs Bunny cartoon type stuff, man. It's and it stays with you, like it sticks with you long after you heard it. The lyrics are hilarious, especially the way Prince delivers them. And then that, when that chicken grease guitar come in at about two and a half minutes, and then Eric and, and Atlanta man, they got their solos. Eric solos all the way out through the outro yep. with that bass, you know, dun, 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 yeah. all the way through. It's like, man, yeah. come on. I, I mean, dude, it's like I was so, 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 so happy that we got this on this set in this in this quality, man. It's just it's perfect, man. Perfect. All right. Uh, day drop. 100 percent cosign everything that that Big Ken just said. Uh, I'm going to read off of my notes from last week because it, it adds to an extra point that I want to talk about now because I prepared these notes ahead of time. So it says, I, you know, I really like this version. The song is, is a cute song with its structure and its instrumentation. It's a grower, but it doesn't have very much to grow as it is already a 9 out of 10. That was last week. But God damn, this fucking earworm of a song, man. It, it, it stays stuck in my head. I heard it going to work. I'm, for the good first two hours of work, I'm humming it over and over again. The... <laughs> it's just going over and over in my head and that's the thing that i want to really focus on here with this track i like this the prince version better than the uh the wendy version and it's not a knock on the wendy one i just like the way he delivers it you know and and it's perfect just like ken said it's a perfectly done ditty of a song and it's um you know one thing about prince music that i've always dug is that from one day to the next, I could change my thoughts about his songs. And uh, sometimes it takes months before you know, listening to a song to be like, you know what, I didn't like it at first, but now I really love it. It's a favorite staple of mine. And that's what happened with this song. I mean, I, I've always liked the song. But when I heard it at first, you know, the first couple of times I heard it on this set, I go, that's nice. It's nine out of ten. It's cool because I've heard the song before and I like it. And I like his delivery on it. But no, after hearing it over repeatedly, and I think I heard this song more than any other track on this particular set. Uh, well, on this CD, I should say. On this Vault 2 CD. And um, it, 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 it's a 10 for me now. It's just, it's, it's one of those songs that it, it stays stuck in your head. And it, believe me, you, if, if you're not feeling it now, give it, a, give it a good few listens and you're going to like it. So 10 out of 10. All right. Big Sexy. You know, you know, I was not familiar with this song until, you know, the, the box box set. And again, this is another portion, I believe, where it's Prince, Wendy, Lisa, 
Eric and Atlanta. And again, I'm listening to the individual pieces. I like how Eric comes in with the tenor sax. I like what when he's doing on the guitar, the drum is right out front. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun. You know, it hasn't hit the, the earworm state with me yet, but listening to it, I can see how it can. So I just want to get a little more familiar with it. But from what I'm hearing presently, and what I've heard presently, excuse me, I like it, but I'm just not there with you guys yet on it. Oh, man. I, well, I would say I remember hearing this when it sort of leaked a while ago. And again, it was just a bad quality. And uh, I guess it was Wendy singing. It was just something about the voice. I just couldn't feel I couldn't get into it. So I just never really listened to it. And I remember when I started playing this when it first came out, and it was, and I, when it first comes out, that dun, 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 and I was like, ah, oh, this is, and to myself, this is not my own internal voice. Ah, oh, this is on some bullshit. I'm not even, I'm like, ah, come on, Prince. But then I started to let it play, and it's just like you said, dun, dun, dun. first of all, that's classic to me, those Prince sort of melody type. Dun, 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 dun. I was like, oh, that's that's my sh- that's like that's my shit in there. You know, it's kind of buried underneath this little wacky shit. That's my shit, right? Cause okay. And then I'm listening to him sing, and you know, da 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 da. I was like, what is he? I was like, okay, he on his happy, you know, saying happy stuff. You know, I can see him on stage. You know, Willy Wonka out. You dig that funky Willy Wonka? But then. You just, I'm like, I'm actually singing. I'm like, this, I'm caught into it. And then when he just starts grooving, and then Chicken Scratch come in, stop it. I was, I was like, oh, he's clowning. He was going in. I was like, oh, this shit is filthy. Like, just listen to it. And, and I'm, everything you guys said, I have to play this song. I, I hum this song. I'm just, I'm at work. Yeah. And Ken, you hit, man. They could have kept it going. Dude, it could have been another five, ten minutes. <laughs> exactly. and, and, and and you know they could have they could have just funked it out even more. Yeah, I was like, I was like, they I was like, hey, they starting to get a little. I'm like, look, Eric's clowning. Yep. I was like, ah. So yeah, this is a burner to me. Like, I don't know. I'm glad I didn't really listen to this before because now I'm like, well, this is one of my favorites. Like, I, I would, I would add one thing. No, guys, I would tell you this: don't sleep on the version with the windy vocals because the music is the same, okay? And, and she's saying the same lyrics, but there's a lot of funny banter between her right. describing, you know, these airheaded women and Prince in the background. You know, you know, are they talk- having some kind of like valley girlish type? Exactly. That's, that's probably that's what the- threw me yeah. off. That's yeah. Exactly. Like, eh. That's the whole point of the song. He overheard Wendy and Lisa talking about some airheaded girl and he came up with the song, you know, saying basically she's as dumb as an eggplant. Right. So, so, but I'm just saying the banter between the two of them in that song mm-hmm. is hilarious. So both to me, in my opinion, just my opinion, both of these versions, this version on this set, and the Wendy version, to me, they're, they're equal. They're both just, yeah. uh, both of them are super dope. Yeah, I think in my mind, I it, it makes me remember of, uh, what's, what's my man? Uh, oh, my God. 
Look at there, but there's a certain tone of that type of voice. I just can't. I can't do it. So that's probably why I was like, ah, I'm cool. I can't. I mean, do it, dude, it's exactly like that. Like, yeah, that's why line, I can't do that. There's a line in like the Wendy version. She's like, she's as smart as a wind tunnel. Like, yes, in her head, I, you know what I mean? You yeah, know? I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, that's the whole point. That's the whole. I know point. it is, it, but I'm good. I, I'm just but saying. That's my, what makes it so funny, though. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, either way, man, this is this is a classic song, man. This yeah, is yeah. a jam all day. Right, but yeah. So, and Mike, uh, you know what? Well, let me let me just finish you, what I'm saying, y'all. I'm jumping oh, okay. in. But um, yes, like I said, man, this song is just one of those ones you cannot stop saying. I think of every song of all the songs on this set, this is the one song. Um, aside from another one that I just can't think of, all of a sudden, that I I keep humming all the time. I just cannot stop singing that. But, but go ahead, Daydrop. Yeah, you know I. I kind of figured that that you might say that that you like that melody part of the song of the synth on there uh, just because of the, the progression of the chords on it and what it reminds me of is another song that i know that you like as well it's probably why is it kind of reminds me of uh of graffiti bridge yes it's like okay this, mike's gonna like this part and and sure enough you mentioned it. Not surprised. Yeah, you know me well. <laughs> All right, uh, man. So yeah, let's let's get off the eggplant and move to everybody want what they don't got. I'm gonna start here and I'll make mine quickly. I think it was Ken mentioned the Carol Burnett Carol Burnett thing, and and I want to say I think in in Neil's book there is a thing about Prince watching a lot of TV, and specifically there's a quote in there from Andre Simone like he was like that was Prince's thing like you'd be watching these sitcoms man he was always like I don't know how you can watch all these shows like <laughs> and now listening to this song and there are other songs I would not be surprised if that is like a subconscious or conscious thing that he has that TV show theme music sort of vibe <laughs> ingrained in his dna in a weird way and it comes out in these funny little ways because this song to me and this is one of my favorites this has been on the boot scene for a while the moment i heard it i fell in love with it it makes me think of my guy from the toy story movies what's his name is it randy newman or something or? yeah it, it, it makes me but it's it just but it's princified you know but i could see it being like some kind of TV show, 80s TV show theme music or or some Broadway play or some funny type of thing. Um, but I, I I love this little piece of music here. I just think it is so fun. It is so catchy. That's the thing about Prince and we don't give him enough props, man. He can be a catchy son of a snitch when he wants to be on songs, man. Like, I, I seem like in, the, in this period specifically, he was just, he could come up with these catchy ass little hooks and ditties. Um, and I love this. So this is one of my top joints. I've always played it. I continue to play it. Uh, we'll switch it up here and go to Big Sexy. You know, I like the the keyboards on this because clearly they take the place of horn lines. And when I'm listening to it, I'm thinking that should be horns. And this is the genius of Prince. I've said many times that Prince is one of the very, very few people who can walk into a studio by himself and come out with a completed song, you know, three, four hours later. This is one of them. According to uh, the Prince Vault, 
he walked in Sunset Sound on July 13th, 1986, by himself, and did this. Wow. Wow. And again, he played the keyboards like that because he doesn't play any brass or wind instruments. So he's like, I would like, if my horns were here, I'd want them to play this. And as far as what you said, Mike, about it being maybe subconsciously influenced by TV, I could easily see this in Toy Story. Just the name alone, you you have little kids running around, somebody has something, somebody else doesn't have something. What, What would he got? And they play this. You know, everybody's what, what they don't got. Yeah, I could easily see him taking over and coming to the Randy Newman soundtrack vein, you know, lane easily, <clears throat> easily with something like this. And again, the fact that he just walked in in one day and just did it is just is amazing to me. Yeah, you know, I could see this. This would be the pitch that you know, they're doing the Prince movie or shit tv series on netflix and and it was going to touch on him when he was a kid and i could see the scene where prince is at the james brown concert right and his stepdad gets him up on stage and he's dancing with james and then they hustle him off the stage and prince is walking backstage and you know out of his own word he said i saw those dancing girls those dancing girls backstage and this is where i'd have that music when he was a little kid everybody wants what they don't got <laughs> like this is where he started you know and, and those girls and he saw the girls and then it goes off to afro little little kid afro prince uh, adventures or something but uh big ken yeah i agree with you guys this is another favorite of mine i loved it since i first heard it when it you know surfaced some time ago it's a very short song but it's powerful um, <clears throat> to me, you know, I get some some Beatlesque type vibes uh, when I hear it from it, kind of like on a Rubber Soul uh, type tip. I mean, I'm not sure if that was in, his intent, but it, that's what comes to mind for me because, like them, this, you know, he, Prince is a great songwriter. Man, the instrumentation and the music in this song is very simplistic, but it's so full of melodic power that it grabs you. You know, that melody sticks with you, you know, long after you've heard it. And then what I like about it more than anything is that the the there's a lot of weight due to the the depth and the truth of the lyrics like he's kind of doing it on a sneak tip but mm. his what he's saying everybody want what they don't got those those words they're playfully delivered but they basically sum up the essence of human nature and what's wrong with the world right now everybody want what they don't got and then he even manages to give you a, a good advice and to counter it like don't be deceived by your greedy heart it could be the devil in disguise Check the ingredients before you start. One day they could all change in front of your eyes. Like, you know, that's to me, that's dope, man. I mean, and that's the mm-hmm. kind of stuff the Beatles used to do, you know, really lyrically powerful. The song melodically is powerful, but it's short. It's in your face and then it hits you in the gut. I, I love it. I think it's a great song. All right. Day dropping. Yeah. You know, my thoughts haven't changed since when we first talked about this many moons ago uh, when it when it came out on the on the boot scene. One thing, I'm just so glad that it's finally out for folks who don't really dabble and that they can finally um, see or hear this uh, th- this track. And it sounds much clearer now than it did before. Um, it, you know, to me, it, and I said this back then, it, it, it sounds like, like the very beginning of Welcome Back Carter to me. The, the, <laughs> the, 
the music on it. And and that's cool. I mean, I, when I first heard it, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Oh my gosh, welcome back, Carter. But um, that's a damn. You know, good, I've enjoyed this good good, uh, good pool there, Ernie. You're right. It does. <laughs> Not that you bring it up. Yeah. It, it uh, and I've enjoyed this one for many years now, and I'm gonna continue to enjoy it. Uh, it just kind of tells you just how diverse this cat is, man, with the stuff that he does. I mean, it's just this is wild. It, for me, it's another earworm. I hear this one a couple of times, and it's stuck in my head. Again, and um, that that's a testament to it because it's a short song. It's a short song, and it still stays stuck. But I think you know sometimes uh, short songs we wish they were longer. I like the length of this song. I think it works just fine the way it is. It doesn't need to be more than what it is. It it it, it packages everything up. A small little package that's very powerful. Um, and and plus the song mentions Jack Benny. I mean, come on. Who, who's going to mention Jack Penny in their song? I mean, that was crazy. Yep. Um, but it's a, you know, 9 out of 10 on on a rainy day when I need something to listen to. It'll be a 10 out of 10. It just it jumps back and forth between those scores. Right on. Man, that, that's just, that, that goes in his starfish and coffee bag. And it's like, it does. Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, <laughs> Blanche. And I'm gonna go to oh. I'm gonna go to Big Ken. Not he got to say, but I would just say anytime there's a Prince song, you start with ah. <laughs> <laughs> you better listen. When yeah. it's no you know it's about wait. to do some shit. But, but Mike, no, don't, don't go to me first. Go to Ernie first. Ernie, <laughs> okay. Ernie, Ernie was the one that had some beef with this, I believe. Go ahead. Ernie. Oh, what? okay. Yeah, let's oh, listen. What? what? <laughs> Man, I just I, I threw out some false narrative on this. And I, there's Hilarious. no beef here. There's oh, okay. no, the whole, a whole lot of a whole lot of chicken fat. A whole <laughs> lot. Ain't no beef. Man, again, like Mike said, any song that starts with ah, oh shit, <laughs> my god, <laughs> I had never heard this one before. Oh, I've never heard this one before. I should say, man, the funky guitar, that percussion. Woo, holy shit, this is a banger. But <laughs> I, I, you got to hear this one on headphones, folks. You mm. got to hear this one on headphones, man, because this, this is this is wild. I, you guys are going to just go crazy on this. So I'm just going to give you my score. This, this shit is a 10. You kidding me? How could it be anything other than that? This song is funky. And you know what? Here's the thing. Prince, can, he probably told Susan, you know what? Just just keep the mics live, I, you know, and step out a little bit because I'm, I'm kind of tired. And then he came up with this. He probably he did this shit in his sleep. He's so man. This moment, jeez, <laughs> songs like this. So this this is when when you say, dude, you had this stuff in there, you didn't release it. Come on now, uh, I, that, you guys you guys can take it to the next level on this one. It's a ten. <laughs> well, let me just throw this and say, because I'm gonna pretty much agree with everything you said. But when I first heard, and I've never heard this either. When I first heard this though. This reminds me to me. This is Jesse Johnson's entire style. It, I don't. I would. I would okay. even argue okay. that this could be like some slick slap to the face to Jesse. I was trying to look back and see when this was made because. And what's interesting is this song is the the the, the drums are panned to the left. Yeah. So if you listen to this without the drums. Yeah. It sounds exactly like Jesse Johnson. I mean, the way he's singing it is Jesse style. I was like, damn, is this a, is this a yes? So, but but I love it. But I was like, man, okay. But yeah, this is Prince. 
I don't know why he didn't put this out. Banger. If I had a nitpick, I just wish the drums were full on both, and it was just banging out. But either way, this is but so that is funky. One hell of a nitpick. That's what I said. Yeah. It is a nitpick. It, I, I, this song is perfect. <laughs> it is but a this is just. I'm glad this came. Whoa! This is one of the jewels. Oh, yeah. You're like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Ken, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you guys, man. Uh, but to go back earlier to what you were talking about, you know, the Prince and TV thing, you know, I, I, this to me, obviously, you know, he must have recorded this after he watched Streetcar Named Desire because those are the main two characters in that. Yep. In that movie, Blanche and Stanley. So either he really loved oh. that movie. Either he really loved that movie or he just, just you know, temporarily found some inspiration in it and whatever. But what I what I really nice. like about the song, man, is that to me, at least to my ears, man, this song has a, a really raw, like unpolished kind of garage band quality sound to it. Like it's just like it like I could picture him like he watched the movie and he's like, oh, damn, this is a good idea. Turn the TV off, went down to the studio real quick, picked up the shit, hit record, and then just start laying it down. Like, he probably may not even have had any intention of actually putting this on an album, or it may not have even been meant for any specific project. It's just like, he just was inspired, and he just laid it down. He just laid down that funky bass line, which I dig. And when I had the headphones on grooving to it, at one point in the song, I hear three distinct guitar parts laid on top of each other. You know what I'm saying? Which is just really dope, man. So I, I like it, man. It just, again, goes to show, man, this, this cat, man, it just was a conduit, man. The music comes when it comes, he hit record and he just let it rip. All right. Big sexy. You know, again, I kind of co-sign with uh, everybody else at the beginning of the song. So this is about, you know, girl named Blanche and a guy named Stanley. I'm like, Hey, streetcar. Cool. And then it goes left on me. The guitar comes out, you know, and it's just consistent through the whole song. The drums are paying to the left. I noticed that too when I was listening to it. I'm like, well, that's weird. I mean, they were banging. And now that Mike has said, this is like Jesse's style, I can hear it. I can hear <laughs> Jesse doing this, you know, both with his full band or with his later tour, where it was just be him and a couple other people. I can just see Jesse standing there doing this accompanied by a drum easily. And again, this is another one of those things where Prince just walked in the studio. I got nothing to do. Let's go ahead and do this. And he did it. And, you know, later in the song, they had the little time change in it, too. Slow down a little bit. The guitar comes down maybe, you know, maybe half a step or half a step lower in key, but it's still there. You know, this, I love this one. Now, this is something, you know, I can go to people and say, look, this is what Prince was about, man. Walked in and did it by himself. Boom. There it is. Can you do that? Uh, shut mm. up. You know, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, this, well, go ahead, Ken. No, no. I was, uh, uh, I was going to ask Ken, actually, though. Um, Ken, from, from the Gold Experience, um, I don't recall the song. Uh, the, uh, the lyrics, uh, something, something hot, virgin white. What, what's that song? Shy. Shy. Yeah, shy. This kind of reminds me of shy, or shy reminds me of this mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it does. I can see that. That's, that's all I was gonna say. I can remember the name of the song. Though. All right, all right, man. Uh, this, this, uh, this particular set, Vault Two, is is about to be. Is, is well, this turned it up. It's about to be. <laughs> yes, it did. It is. It's, <laughs> it's very about different. to go very somewhere different. right here. So next up is So Psychedelic Side. I, I heard it was a hell of a thing. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> 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 you've heard yeah. this term in Prince songs before. You may not know exactly what the hell they was referring to. Well, here's 12 minutes and 37 seconds that you can get it straight. Uh, I'm going to keep it, keep it, uh, uh, keep it a stack once again. I'm glad they put something like this on here. This is now you said you would give them Blanche. I would say give them some like, oh, you want to know what Prince like with the band? Here, here you go. Ice, <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> yes, yes. Ah, monster jam. I was like, what is this? Now I've yeah, I've heard different takes of this or different versions of this or different jams. They're out there, but I'm just glad that they put whatever version this is on here and it sounds great. They give this is they have a chance and opportunity to stretch it out and you just get to get in the groove and lay back in it, get up. You you're gonna want to get up off your feet and be like, ah, yeah, you know, yeah, slamming that slamming. That's what this is. This could have been a B-side for for, for the ages, but I'm glad we got it in 2020. Uh, Big Ken. Yeah, I agree with you, man. There's not really too much to add, man. I mean, this is just pure, I mean, 100% raw, uncut, pure Minneapolis funk, man. I mean, this this is what we have been privy to all of these years. We've heard him do like you said there's been different takes of this and we've seen different iterations of this and some of his concerts and you know concert bootlegs and stuff the whole ice cream thing is just it's perfect man it's just it's hilarious it's funky i love it and it's just really great to have it in this quality man i mean so it's just another hit on on this on this on this set man yeah so it, it actually brings when i listen to this I don't think so much of Sign of Times as I think the parade tour or shows it comes to my mind personally, but uh, banging either way. Uh, Big Sexy. You know, I can just see the revolution in, in the later days just taking this one and running with it like they do on, on this recording. And it has a lot of those print staples. It has that little, you know, I'm not a Musicians, I'm just going to use what I hear. Has a little turnaround in it at the beginning. And they go into something else. And a lot of times, Prince will have these little snippets of other songs that he puts in different songs. And this is one of them. I've heard, I'm sure we've all heard pieces of this here and there in different things. And this is probably the genesis of that, just letting the band stretch out workout and i will i will eat some crow on this because i remember once years ago ken and i were talking about the better band you know sign of the times band of revolution and ken's like hey do not sleep on a revolution had i not known this was a revolution i wouldn't have thought it was a revolution i would have thought it was a sign of the times band you know they brought that that jazzy funk to it which i didn't think they could do shows i was wrong and I love this. All right. Day dropping. Okay. So I'm going to, again, go reflect to my notes from last week really quick and um, tell you that it's different than. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think we lost Ernie. Give him- oh, sorry. I think I tapped uh, the mic button as I put the phone down. Like I say, I'll refer to my notes from last week and, and just tell you that it's different now. My, my, my thoughts on this really quick it says don't recall um, I don't recall hearing this version before 
It sounds like something better played live. It's cool, and it goes on for months, like mentioned, enjoying repetition, and it almost works out as welcome. I like it, though, even though I don't consider it really in the Soul Psychedelic group of songs. It's a 7 out of 10. That was last week. Now, I'm going to... Now I'll say this, I don't I, I, I don't consider this soul psychedelic. I'm gonna call this song ice cream, and I'm cool with that. Because if I call it soul psychedelic, then then it, it really doesn't quite fit. It doesn't quite fit with the other ones because the, the other ones are just a completely different thing. Um, the only the only tie to soul psychedelic is just the fact that they chant that in the song. That's it. But the song itself, not and I don't I'm not gonna ding it on that. Because that's just a that's a nitpick when it's all said and done, and I was dinging it for that before. That it, the song is great, and yeah, bits and pieces here that we've all heard before, and like 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 Big Sexy said, this this is the genesis of stuff like that, and it, it's it's an awesome jam, and I like it. Uh, I can hear it, and it doesn't bother me to hear such a long song like this, where I think at first listen it kind of got on my nerves a bit because it seemed to just go on and on and on and not go anywhere at at points, but I, I like that now. So again, this is another one of those songs that grew on me in a very short span of time. And and the, the revised score on this one is a nine out of ten. But check this out. Remember now, this is a song that okay, this version is like twelve and a half minutes long, but we know that this is a song that they've had extended jams on, right? They and this thing can go on. Mm-hmm. But remember also he recorded Joy and Repetition around this same time. And the lyrics say this, you know, the band was playing a song called Soul Psychedelicide. The song's a year long and had been playing for months when he walks into the place. So I find that pretty dope, man, that, you know, he's basically referencing this type of extended jam in Joy and yep. Repetition. It's pretty, it's, it's just dope, man. If it Prince is the man, ain't nobody fucking with him. That's all. Next. <laughs> I love it. Ain't nobody fucking with him. <laughs> ain't, 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 no, ain't nobody messing with him. Okay? Ain't nobody messing with him, dead or alive. It ain't I happening. I love it. All right. Let's just keep it, keep it moving. <laughs> all right. Woo! This next track, well, you know, I've been saying this for years. This is my shit right here. The ball. Let me just say, for me, this is... I mean, they have songs. I was gonna say this is the funkiest Prince to me, but it's it's the funkiest in a category like Little Red Corvette and uh, you know Seven Seven Seven. Certain, but this is like the next level of that. Like, like you say, oh, okay, you had that 1999, 82 Prince, and then you went through these changes. But to me, this song from me is like the next wave of like on some like super futuristic out the swamp you know like just I, I don't know it's hard to describe just the sound of this with the background guitar I mean with the sort of reverse guitar sounds and I, I would have had him start an album this would have been it's interesting that it be, starts the album of Love Sexy in a different way but the way this sound is the more slower down beat with the um, percussion and the drumming and shit, this is my shit. Like, you know, when they, shit, when I'm buried, when they have me at the funeral, I don't care. Yo, put this, what it is, y'all. <laughs> they like, what is going on here at the funeral? Come to this, nigga, I'm going to the promised land with the funk. Because to me, this is my shit, man. Uh, I, and it's so funny, I don't even really know the words, words to this. 
Like I sing it, I sing it with my own shit, but I just know the rhythm and the feel of it. Check it out. I'm like, oh, this nigga is nasty with it. It's like, ah, I love it, man. <laughs> Salute yeah. to um, I guess it's Brooks, Wally, Jerome. This ah, man, I wish they had came out with this joint, man. This song is just filthy with that. I assume it's Prince Drummond. It's nasty, man. This is a nasty. You a nasty nigga, man. That's how we say, you a nasty nigga. Because <laughs> this song is just I I played. I've been out before. Uh, it, it's actually the quality of this. I would and as far as I, what we had before, but I don't care. Like it could sound like shit. And I still feel this song. It still is that funky to me. Ah, man, I just love the only thing missing from this. And I, I again, it's, it's no, this is a nitpick. I'm not, I'm happy with everything that's happened with it. Just the fact that it segues into joy and repetition. I, I just like, that's why I said, I wish they just had like a download where you could just, here's the crystal ball as it was presented. Because <clears throat> this is just a, I just feel like he was coming out with some new shit when I heard it. I was like, oh, what is this? Like, oh, you coming with, are you coming like that? That's one of these kind of songs. We're like, oh, you coming out like that? Okay. Ah, anyway, I'm stop. I'm finished talking. I just sound stupid. Um, big sexy. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Yes. Everyone knows this is the, the roots or groundwork for I know and and can I just say real quick the yeah. I know on, on Love Sexy which I love it ain't fucking with this to me <laughs> no, this is where one like the it's original yeah the original version yeah. is just on it's slapping it's like nigga it's, it's got it's grits you gotta <laughs> eat grits with this I know <laughs> is where you like you at the fine dine restaurant and they're like oh would you like to order the grits <laughs> you guys serve grits here? Sure, let me try. I'm, I gotta see this, and then you get it, and it's like ain't got no, you know, the seasoning ain't the same as when you had it at your grandma. And I'm like, ah, you, sp- I paid thirty dollars for this, but I could have got this at home for free, and it was funky as hell. That's a, that's about one thing I just had to point out. But I'm sorry, it's your your opinion. Go ahead. I hope you're satisfied, Mike, because now <laughs> <laughs> next time I hit one of these Michelin restaurants. I'm sorry, there are no grits on the menu. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you were absolutely correct because I know it was a little bit, you know, reined in a little bit, whereas the ball is like, what's up? Here it is, bam. (laughs) Um, Again, I like it. I'm I'm not as into it as deeply as, as you are, Mike, but I do enjoy it. You know, and maybe I'm just not a grits guy. But I do. I see everything you see, and I hear it all. But it's just not hitting me where it's hitting you. And that's not to say it's a bad thing. I'm stretch. But again, I I hear it. I think immediately of of the fine dining version, and I have to listen to it a little more, I guess, to to really appreciate the grits. Yeah, because <laughs> who I don't know who heard that screen. Not Whoever says that, I, I just see them with like they niggas had like a bucket of chicken or something, <laughs> and, and he had half of oh, chunks man. in his mouth, and he just turned his 
turned his head toward the mic, and I'm out of party, y'all, and then went right back to eating. I'm like, damn, them niggas is funky in there. Okay. Anyway, big right, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> Next time I go to Chicago, I'm going to grab Big Ken, I'm going to go over to Three Michelin Star Alinea, and ask for the grits. <laughs> hey, man, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. All right, Big Ken. Mike, I got to agree with you, man, wholeheartedly, man. I mean, this, this song, man, longtime favorite. You know, you, look, Prince summed it up in the very beginning. You got any notion about the way things are? Give them up. Yeah. If you got a weak heart, split now. We got to get funky. I mean, come on, man. That tells yes. you right off the bat what's going on here, man. And, and I'm with you. You know, I, I, I describe it as this, as this song is kind of genre busting, right? Meaning, yeah, it's funk. But it's not your typical funk, right? It's not, it's not, a lot of people define funk a certain way. I mean, this is a next level. You got that classic bass line that's kicking. Prince's drumming is top notch in the pocket, so in the pocket. And I love the the tuned down snare and the, all the rim shots that he's doing. Eric and Atlanta, they going off. You got Brooks and Wally and them acting a fool in the background. It's just it's just crazy, man. It is it's perfect, man. And all I'll say is that, yeah, we we all know that Jordan repetition should follow this. Uh, we would have hit the Prince lottery. We could have got got that got the full version, meaning the ball segueing right into the full joint repetition in this quality. That would have been great. But I'm going to assume that there may have been a technical reason why they didn't do it. Uh, it would have been nice. It would have put the set even more more over the top than it already is, if that can be believed. But nonetheless, the ball is still excellent at in and of itself, man. Yes, sir. And I always thought they would be saying, niggas don't want to fight. But I don't think that's exactly <laughs> That's how I sing. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, day dropping. I'm curious to hear the rating on this one. Oh man, what it is, Joe? That's yeah. all I had to hear. But you know what? For years, because and I'm gonna just do a little tiny disagreement with you, Mike. Because uh-uh. for years, I because of the degraded quality of that of the boot, and I would just hear that first few seconds of it, and I'm like, man, and I would skip it. I slept on this song for years because I could because I couldn't understand what he was saying at the beginning. It just turned me away. Like ah, this this is one of those. I've got 130 other boots to listen to. I ain't got time to listen wow. to something that sounds so bleh. But hey, hey, I have been redeemed because my God, this this song is this song is great. It's nuts. And, and having it and as clear as it is now, no excuses, no excuses, y'all. You you got to hear this song. Uh, like you know, sometimes the original draft is the best draft. Sometimes you can overdo stuff and you can play with with, with the song or with the with, with a uh, a poem or or a short story or whatever. You can do too much to it and it loses its flavor. It gets diluted. Um, and I'm not saying that I know it's a diluted track. I'm saying it's a very different track. Uh, this one here, though, man. Ooh, the ball. Um, I like it because it's much clearer now. This song is fun. This song is funk. This song is crazy. It's nostalgic allure because of it. Because I because it makes me think of how I would skip it before. And now I you I ain't skipping this song now. There's no way in hell I'm skipping this song now. What's the score on this one? This one's a 10 out of 10, baby. You know yeah. that this is it. <clears throat> you know this is the one. That, that this dip god damn this ball. Two CD is nuts. It's nice. And it's only halfway done. Yeah, we're about to get real in a minute. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I love the energy. <laughs> Get Susan on the line, goddamn. That's right. Just go and kick it off because I got some shit I got to get on my chest. <laughs> well, let's, let's get into it. So uh, next up, Adonis and Bathsheba. And uh, you know what? The floor is yours, Big Ken. <sighs> All right. So... Oh, okay, fellas, you guys know I love Susan Rogers, man. I think we all love Susan yeah, Rogers. Much right? respect, her, much respect. Much yes, respect. Yes. Her Let's contributions, her contributions to Prince and his catalog are unassailable. I mean, they're endlessly appreciated by us, right? We we know this, but if I got my history right, I seem to recall hearing her say in an interview that Prince did this song. Finished the song, was all proud of it, asked her what her opinion of it was, and she laughed at it and told it that told him that it was corny and over the top. Now, hmm. if that's true, okay, if we take that as truth, then that means she likely discouraged him from releasing this song. And my brothers, that is a crime of epic proportions that I may never be able to forgive. Now, if, you, if you're listening, Susan, I love you, but baby girl, you were dead wrong because I submit to all of you that this song here, man, God damn it, this is one of the most beautiful, the most magnificent, the most beguiling, the most elegant ballads that Prince has ever recorded, man. From starting from the first note, every single aspect of this song it's perfect. It works. I mean, it's it's just such a beautiful piece of work. I mean, you got the lush flowing harps that's flowing throughout, man. You got Eric's flute accompanying those harps. You got these seductive lyrics delivered ever so gracefully by Prince, including his background harmonies. He's he's on the drums with the tuned down snare and the rim shots with those with those harps and the flutes in the background. It's just beautiful then he goes into this sexy guitar solo in the second half of the song that's complemented by the harps Atlanta got a trumpet solo I mean it's beautiful Eric Sax and it's it, all of that it just takes you all the way out to the end of the song it's just stunning man and every time I hear this guys I'm gonna tell you and, and, I, and I, I felt this from the very beginning when this song surfaced about a year or so ago Every time I hear this song, I swear to you, every single time, I'm baffled, man. Like, I'm baffled. I'm, I'm, I'm astonished. Like, something as exquisite as this song languished in the vault, man. Can you, I mean, and it's never, uh, he like like Ernie just said a little while ago, he had this in the vault? You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, dude, some, some artists go their whole career, man, and, you know, the typical artist slow song, you know, is standard paint by numbers, man. But this here, man, this is this is this is something that's that's on another level, man. This is in that adore category. This is in that, you know, when two are in love. This is this is on that. I mean, his, Prince was a master, my master, and we all know this. He was a master at writing ballads, man. Like I don't know if anybody could even come close, man. So the fact that this language it languished in the vault is just damn near criminal, man. So I just love this song, man. It has a, a very grand feel to it. It seems epic to me, at least to my ears. It's ambitious in scope from the first note. And just the fact that he had this in the vault, man, just shows to me just how supremely talented this guy was, man. It's just unmatched 
excellence, man. So I'm going to give it a score. It's a 50 out of 10. Damn. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to say this. I'm yes. going to say this. I'm going to say this. Okay. I know this might be blasphemous to some out there, but, you know, I don't give a damn. I'm saying it. I put this song. I put this song. This song to me, I love them both, but this song, toe to toe, can go with a door. Toe to toe. Okay. Anybody, I'm taking Jeez. all comers. It, it, this can go toe to toe with it. I ain't saying it's better. I'm saying it's in the same exact category. It's epic. It's not your standard ballad. Okay, mm. and and it, this should have been put out. And this this should have been put out in my opinion. This is it's a crime that it wasn't. So, I'm glad that we finally got it and I'm glad that people can finally hear it, but this is insane. Yeah, uh listen, I remember when it, you first heard a snippet of this. It was a snippet, maybe like a minute or something had had leaked. Many mm-hmm. eons ago, and I remember that. I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "What?" <laughs> I like he coming with yeah. that. Like that sounds. And you, I mean, there's so many things going in there. If you really listen, it really harkens back to just a. Um, isn't this a same sort of sits in that blues kind of vein as a question of you? It's just done differently, but it still has that boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. You know, I was like, okay, but he just added that little pimp. I was like, ah, he's clowning. And then when the full song eventually leaked, I died. I was resurrected. And then I was like, everything you just said, Big Ken, I was like, how how does something like this not come out? It don't make no sense. None. When I hear the thing with Susan, I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense to me, but there's, I, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to keep it a stack with y'all. Let me just say this and y'all take how you want. There's a, there's two pe- sort of people who listen to Prince music and can, and appreciate it. Those who have had good pussy, oh. whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're a man or a woman. <laughs> and those who have not. <laughs> wow. And to Damn me, man. this yeah, song. Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> like I said, this song is some good. So, I, to me, it's like it's a, it's a no-brainer. It don't make no sense why. I can understand why certain people would be like, oh, that's kind of corny. I don't really understand. I mean, yeah. I get it. But that's why you gotta have the, the right ears with time, what kind of music that you do. And I'm just like, whoever was around Prince, if, if Morris and some of them cats or whoever was around, they'd be like, nigga, listen, can I get that? For real. <laughs> you don't want that. Let, let me get that. Because <laughs> this would have been the shit if this drop. I could actually, and I used to say this to my, I could actually hear. And I, because I know he's heard this, and I know they're deep in the prints. If uh, D'Angelo and or Quest Love, I wouldn't have been shocked if they had put this out. Like if they copied this, and it's like this is going to be a D'Angelo song, and we would have found out that it was really Prince's shit. Because this to me is like their whole shit, in my opinion. I could hear, I could hear Quest playing this mm-hmm. on the drums. And I could see D'Angelo saying this, and it would it would not come off whack at all. Like, like they had that kind of that pocket, uh, that kind of vibe. 
um, and then and then have like you know Rafael Sadiq playing the guitar. So I could have easily seen them brothers handle something like this. But I'm not mad at anything you said and uh, Big Ken. And you know what? You are right. Yeah, this is, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's right, baby. That's right. This, that's right. Sits, Back me up. <laughs> this sits on the same. You can pull this out their door bag and vice versa. Like if you can feel that vibe, this is that same vibe. Same vibe. And exactly. like I said, this is one of those Prince songs. And there's a lot of these Prince songs. And that's why a lot of he can appeal to a lot of ladies. They be feeling Prince. Because this is by a man who's had some good pussy. And he and it breeds through the rhythms and the feel of this song. So that's how I know this song is a banger. Uh, big, big sexy and sex. <laughs> Follow that up. <laughs> Just don't mention no. no more body parts. <laughs> I think when I hear this song, I think uh, the words too soon uh, come into play. Uh, in 86, granted, it's up there with the door, but I don't think we were ready for this. Now, he did this a couple of years later. Yeah. But I agree with everybody. This should have come out. You know, Susan, I had the privilege of meeting Susan, and she's wrong. Bottom line. We all make mistakes. We're, we're all wrong here and there. She's wrong on this one. Uh, the way the guitar solo is just, you know, blistering, kind of like bubbling underneath the surface. Uh, the way he does the background vocals. And, you know, from what I understand, it's just him leads and and bliss and they, and they come up with this it's amazing you know i like it because i'm a guitar head and it's just throughout the whole song you know you hear it you hear the you hear the the horns uh trumpets and sax this is a great song this thing and the thing is it would be equally great if you took the lead vocal off left the background there and changed nothing it would still be that great and then that's that's amazing that's amazing. This is a, a spectacular piece of music. It really is. Hey, real quick, you know, one thing I noticed about this song, and actually, I had a lot of these songs in this these, this vault set, is that I, I like how the second half of the song is just extended instrumental. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He, mm. he did that a lot, yes. like he did that on, on Eggplant, you know, like he did the, the few vocals mm-hmm. and then the remainder of the song, he just lets it flow. And there's a couple of more songs that we're going to get to. It's, it's like that. So that's a common theme that he was doing around this time, which is really great. Well, well actually, I, to me, it just dates back to like 1999. Most of those tracks on that yeah. album, he just let it go. You know, he yeah. did a song and then they go in. Yeah. So yeah, good, good call out. Uh, man, day dropping. Let's go, brother. Let's go. You know, um, okay. So, so to kind of go off of your your uh, <laughs> unique way of describing it, you either an A or a B, right? And if, if if you're an A or a B, you decide what A or B is. But if you're an A or a B, I'm gonna say those who are A's, whatever A may be, those who are A's, they they're gonna appreciate this song. You're right. So, <clears throat> as an A. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh man, I am so glad this song came out. So so many people can make their own decisions on it, and they're gonna be thinking about that A and B, Mike. You watch, Randall, when they say that, man. Only an A can appreciate this type of a song. Cause look at, at its basic core. What what lyrically? What is this? Uh, a man, a man and a woman 
they're in a beautiful place and they're looking at each other and they got that itch and they got to scratch it. And they go, oh, there's a nice place over there. Let's go check it out. Ah, shit, there ain't no bed. Oh, well, we're going to fuck standing up. There it is. That's what this <laughs> song much. is about. That's to, it. To, it's to not love, deep. To it's love, not a deep they song. are blind. It ain't got nothing, nothing to do with love. It's just pure lust. That's what it's about. Yes. Yes. And you know what? That and as basic as that sounds, this song is beautiful. Wrapped around all that as basic as that is. That's why the song is the way that's why the song is awesome. That's why the song is beautiful. You know? Uh, and no, it's not too sugary. The Susan was wrong. You know, we've spoken about this before. This is this is and I think people over time will realize it. This is this is the new master one of the new masterpieces here. And um as if the guitar work wasn't enough, you know that 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 just puts it over the top for me. This is a ten. If you want to call it a twenty, you want to call it thirty, forty, fifty. That's fine. Don't you dare go below a ten when you grade this though on a scale of ten. You want to give it a higher number? Ain't nobody mad at you. Cause this is at least a ten. It's at least a ten, probably more. So there you go. All right, and I gotta ask because I know the that, audience is, is is wondering what is that sound in the background? You and is that your car or something? Or? Y- yeah, oh, okay. yeah. That way my phone don't die out, and, and so I got my you. apologies. I just but, let's you know just what? picture Actually, Ernie. I'm, he's in the same truck that Sanford and Son was in. He's, he's Working like a job, goddamn it. Wow. <laughs> well, this big dummy, you know what? I, this big dummy got a head on out for us. I, I, unfortunately, you know, um, my daughter, she, she got taken care of at the dentist. So she texted me a couple of minutes ago and said, I'm out. So I got a head right. on out as oh, well. Oh, okay. So, but, um, well, you man, know, thank if, you. If You've if offered so great before you guys. This All right. <laughs> if I can get back on before you guys are done and get back home before that, I definitely will. Okay. But if not, then then we'll catch you guys on, on Vault 3. Yes, yes sir. sir. Well, thank you, Big Alrighty. Sexy. I'm, excuse You're me. I'm, I'm all over. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Day Dropping. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. All right, fellas. We appreciate you. Thank you. Later. All right. Uh, yeah, so Adonis and Bathsheba, there you go. All right, I'm man. So, I'm so glad y'all agree with me, man, because I didn't want to have to slice nobody on this oh, show, man. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, pre- I was prepared, man. I, come that's on, That's a bro. no-brainer, man. That's a no-brainer. I'm glad. All right. Next up, uh, Forever in My Life, early vocal run-through. Uh, Big Sexy, you want to start it off? All right. <clears throat> I was hoping I would start on this one. Uh, when I got the, the box and I'm doing the, my initial listening on vinyl, this kicks off, I believe, record three, four, shit, I don't know. But it kicks off one of the sides, and I'm listening to it. The beginning kind of threw me because it was in a higher pitch where it goes la da 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 I'm like, all right. And it was a little, a little higher. But then after that, the whole thing changed. The gospel feel that's on the completed version is gone. This is more like Prince is just cooling at the beach or sitting on the deck with his little acoustic just doing his thing. I love this. I will never tire of this. The only nitpick I have is, again, where he does the la-da-da-da-da-da, it should be in a lower register or lower key. Because he's a la-da-da-da-da. No, 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 no. It shouldn't be up there. It should be a little lower to match the vibe and the tone of the delivery of the rest of the song. I love 
this. I prefer this to the other version. I do. Hands mm. down. Mm? Okay. Okay. Yes. Real, hands down. Real quick, it. I will say this. <clears throat> this is very interesting to get this version. I'm glad they put this on because it's like a different look at it. I'm like, oh, okay. This this has a different feel to it. And it, you know, right off the top. Uh, I miss though the cascading, conflicting background harmonies and all that. Uh, you know, I'm so used to hearing it that way, and I love that. I wish they would able to take the original version and then just take the end part of this, the extended part, and slap that on. Because as he's, you know, you, you hear where it was, you know, it sort of fades or cuts off on their released, but then you yeah. let it go on this version and you start to hear the stuff from the, you know, from the live show. You're like, oh, this is what he was doing. It was this, you know, the extended. So I love it because you can get to hear their, the extended part of it. Uh, I this and and I will say this too. I actually think this sonically sounds better than the album version, if that's possible. Um, it just in my mind, it it just sounds. I don't know something about this. It sounds even clearer or something. But I, I I like this. I just I don't like this over the original only because I want to hear those other vocals and stuff. But the guitar stuff and the the end part, golden. I'm glad we got that. Big Ken. All right, so I'm gonna have a combination of what you guys said. I do, I do like this. I actually I take, take that back. I do love this version. I mean, I find this version interesting because to me, it's a perfect showcase of what we talked about. What I talked about in the last show is like how Prince is able to skillfully blend like vastly different vibes and styles in his albums, and in many cases, you know, as it is here, the same song, right? So like, like, like Big Six said, like to me. I hear it. It starts off almost countryfied or, mm-hmm. or folksy or, or gospelly, however you you know your tendencies lean, in comparison to the original version. Then exactly at 302, he drops that slinky, sexy ass dope bass line, and the whole tone changes. I mean, on the dime, like, and it gets funky with a quickness. It's, it's a very stark contrast. And it's very, very funky. To me, it actually kind of, I mean, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but I kind of got the same vibe. You guys remember the uh, Raspberry Beret 12-inch mm-hmm. single? Like the whole yeah. song is going the way it's going. And then when that, you know, that bass line, doom, 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 it changes the whole, the whole song, tone of the song changes. And it's kind of similar here. But you add in the hand claps, you know, the tr- in the beginning part of the song, he's doing basically open just straight chords, you know, just on the acoustic guitar. But then later he shifts into that acoustic chicken grease, if you call it that. And he's at, during the second half, he's got the ad libs going and it's really, really dope. And Mike, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned that because you're right, man. I agree with you. I personally prefer the album version. I think the album version is perfect as it is because it's very minimalist, right? In the way he's just got the Lindrum and his layered vocals and you get to hear you know, with his background and the offset of the vocals, you kind of get the 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 tone of what the lyrics mean kind of take more of, a, of an effect in, in that song. But I think the bomb 12-inch would have been mm. to have the original song as we have it on the album, and then the second half, put that, that second half with the bass line right at the end of that and let it roll. That would have been the bomb 12 inch. And as a matter of fact, just to curious, just to satisfy my curiosity, I did just that. I took these two files, 
put him in the Ableton Live and splice them together at the right point, and it just it sounds like a bomb 12 inch. That would have been perfect if they would have officially released something like if he would have officially released that back in '87. That would have been a bomb single, I think, and the 12 inch <laughs> would have been great. But this is a, a good version. I, I like it, but I, I I still think the album version is better, uh, a little bit better than this. Hmm. All right. All right. Moving right along, we got Crucial. Wow, my terrible take on it. Uh, crucial <laughs> alternate lyrics. Uh, big, big kid. Yeah, for me, man, to me, this is just another example of what we were talking about, like with Adonis and Bathsheba, Bathsheba man. It's a it's a, a fabulous ballad. It's been available a long time from the underground. We've known this, and, uh, and I've loved it from the first time I heard it. I'm very glad that we got it in this quality. Um, but it's just another one of those songs to me in the vein of Adore and Adonis Bathsheba where those they don't feel like a typical ballad to me. I get the sense of a larger, more epic scale and scope. Than, than everybody else's typical slow songs. And like Adore and Adonis and Bathsheba, you know, when you listen to this, especially with some good headphones on, as the song progresses, the intensity of the song rises as if to underscore his point, you know, that he's trying to tell this girl. And he's got the, the, the crazy expressive solo, the string patches in the back, you know, the the horns, the Eric and the Latin. I mean, it's just a beautiful song, man. It's just, I'm, I'm very glad to have it in this quality, man. Prince was a master, man, at the slow song. He was a master at that, man. I mean, he was up there, man. One of the best at making those kind of songs. Yeah, man. I was some kind of underappreciated, or at least that's not as spoken as much as, oh, his guitar work. And it's like, yeah, but he, as Day Dropping's name is, he was having, you know, he had them draws dropping. Like, he knew how to make them slow jams, too, man. Yes, sir. Man, he was the man at that. I, I can't ch- say anything different. I've heard many different versions of this song over the years. Um, you know, this song was officially released on the Crystal Ball, you know, set uh, back in the 90s. This is a different take on that. Uh, I, I love this. I, if I would have nitpick, I would have pref- I would have asked maybe for a different song <laughs> since you've already had this. But I'm not complaining. This is a different version with some different, slightly different lyrics and a different take on it. So I, I welcome this. This is a bomb song. It's always been bomb to me. Yep. Um, so that's, that's all I got. Big sexy. You know, I remember the first time I heard this song, uh, I just graduated college and I was living in the Bay Area and I went to a record store. I'm not going to give anybody up. And they had a little section in the print section of, shall we say, imported CDs. And I picked this one up. I'm playing in the car. I'm like, why wasn't this released as a single? Either with these lyrics or the, the original lyrics. And I go back and we've talked about the configurations of Dream Factory and, you know, things like that, it's not included at all. I I don't get it. I don't know why someone didn't say, man, put this out and quit bullshitting. It's a great ballad. It it holds up. You know, I heard, first time I heard it was 20-something years ago, and it holds up now. You know, this was an opportunity missed. But I'm glad it's here with the even with the different lyrics. I like the ending of it. Have a little guitar solo happening in there, and you know, I I will always love this song. And I remember when I first got it, I used to include it on my uh, what do you call them? My mixtape CDs. 
it would work like a charm but somebody at warner's or paisley you know i'm gonna have to ask certain people about this next week about why this wasn't released as a single but we'll find out you know but still it's a great song <clears throat> hey this this is why either you had some good or you didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> this might be one of those songs i don't know all right. Next up is the Coco Boys. Yeah. <clears throat> and I listen, I've heard this title before and seen this reference, you know, before in Prince Things. I didn't really know exactly. I think there was even a he even had an idea to do a movie. Yeah. On mm-hmm. them and stuff, right? Uh here's for me, I'm still getting into this one. This is a this I've never heard this before. So listening to it. I'm like, okay, this, you know, it comes in and has that same sound as the sign of time stuff that would have that keyboard sound. And I'm like, okay, this is in that pocket and that vein. And I'm listening to him. So, oh, this is one of them storytelling type songs Prince introduced time to time. It's like, okay. For me, I, I'm still getting into this one. I'm on my, I could see this like, you know, I'd be on my Billy, Billy Sparks, you know, we're at the club and the kids up there. He doing, you know, he's doing his thing. I'm like, man, he's in a rare form tonight, ain't he? <laughs> it's like, the Coco Boys? Okay. <laughs> and he's just telling the story. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, hey, hey, he's doing his thing. You know, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about, but hey, he's he, he talented now. The boy's talented. Uh, so I'm still getting into this one. I can see the appeal of it. It's just one of those ones for me. I'm going to have to listen to it for a couple of times. I find myself like, boom, 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 boom. I, I see what he's doing. It's just going to take a little bit for me to, to go all in. But I can appreciate this. And I could see how it could have been a whole big thing. Uh, but this is that, this is just that one kind of prince. Where I'm, uh, I, I sit back and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm trying to catch up a little bit. Uh, so I can openly admit that, but you know, I, I'm I'm starting to feel it. Uh, Big Ken. So you never heard the uh, the the uh, the version that kind of surfaced like a year or so ago? Just to if the, I just the vocal, did, vocals it, only. If it mustn't, uh, if it was only it was vocals only. Is that what you just said? Well, yeah. So it didn't have it was stripped down, so it didn't have like the crowd noise. It didn't oh, have okay. the horn. It didn't have the horn, just the horn stabs and stuff. So it was, and it had have... a few different. It had a few, a couple different lyrics in it. That, that are missing off this version, but it's the same beat, same music and everything. I, I may have, and I just probably wasn't really feeling it, so I just clicked it and went on to the next. It, oh, probably, okay. was, it probably was on one of those Blast from the Past type things. There's so yeah. many songs to choose yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, for me, man, I you know, I loved, loved this song then. To me, I, you know, this is another Exhibit A track for me, man. I, I play this all the time, that version mm-hmm. and this one. And to, for me personally, it's a highlight of this set. One of the highlights of this set for me. I mean, it's um, I, I I was hooked in it initially by the beat. I like the drums. I like the beat, and I like that. You know, basically he's using the same but different sound of the times bass line. It's the same bass line that's in sound of the times, but in kind of a different key, different bass sounds. But this version is a little bit more fully realized because you got the crowd sounds like I talked about. The Eric and Atlanta, they doing their additional stuff. There's some additional vocals that Prince has in here, vocal lines. And then, but then there's some that were taken out. Like on the original, the other version, he, you know, describes his band, you know, he's in the band called Sandra D 
you know, everybody had blonde hair, blue eyes, and all that kind of stuff. Those lyrics taken out, but then he's adding some other lyrics that show up later in It's Gonna Be a Beautiful Night and in Positivity. Mm. Um, but I just always like the storytelling aspect of it, the funky storytelling aspect of it, because, yeah, I can, when he's when he's explaining this, I can visualize the battle of the bands. To me, it's always, you know, for whatever reason, I know it's not exactly the same, but for me, I kind of picture it's like an offshoot of the Prince versus Time and Graffiti Bridge. It's a battle of the bands. You know, mm-hmm. they meet up in a place and, you know, the Time do their thing and he do his thing. But overall, man, to me, it's a it's an impressive song to me. I like it. It's to me, it's it's one of those ones that, you know, I'd have bought the set just to have this personally. It's one of it's one of those type of songs for me, man. I, I, I've listened to it often ever since it uh, surfaced over a year or so ago. And so to have this version the full version. I, I'm, I'm very happy to have that. Yeah, and wasn't uh, wasn't Romeo Blue one of the Coco Boys? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I can't say <laughs> Romeo Romeo Lenny? Blue. Yeah, Lenny Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in a different world, that would have he would have had a different uh, introduction to us, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, man. Big sexy. You know, I'm with you on this one, Mike. I'll be quick. Um, <clears throat> I'm not familiar with it at all. And I'm still processing this one, honestly. I mean, I like what I hear. I like the horn section, and I like the narrative, you know, lyric, you know, sometimes. But I'm still getting into this one. I do like the guitar, though. I feel you. Yeah, he's in rare form. (laughs) All right. Next up, uh, Hallelujah. Well, oh, yeah, when the dawn of the morning comes, I had never heard this before. This was a new one to me. And all I could say is this is probably the most obvious in my mind, church influence yes. type of a Prince yes. song. And man, he could have probably did a whole like he could have really went on some gospel, you know, Southern gospel style, like, I mean, heavy into it, you know. Cause I was just, I was playing this today out loud and, you know, I was kind of clowning and I, I was hoping the thunder and lightning didn't strike me down, but you know, <laughs> I was in there dancing, hey, you know, running to the collection plate, falling out, you know what I'm saying? Sp- speaking in fake tongues and all this. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, you know, he, he had that in him, man. Like you could hear it in the music and especially like in the live things. But this to me was just the most blatant, like, oh, you're awesome. Okay. You're a Pentecostal Baptist. I, I see you. Um, a certain part of me listening to this now, I could hear later, um, I hear like trust. or so I could see trust being sung. Trust, who do you? And we just had that same. I, I can see he grew up in the church. He obviously <laughs> attended, you know, a black church. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I saw, and I kind of grew up in that too. So I instinctively, I can, it's going to get me, you know, I'm like, ah, where's my grandma? I, I better not be cutting up, you know, slapping the back of the head. But uh, no, this is, I feel this. This is great, man. I He's got so much. It's just like, damn, this dude could have done all of these different genres. Who can do the artist who's doing funk, he's doing rock. And then can slip right into doing some gospel into jazz. And it's just like, ah, man, this guy is crazy. And this is an 86 or whatever. This was like, you know what I mean? Like, ah, anyway, like you said, Ken, can't nobody fuck with Prince. That's what I'm, dude, that's all, that's all I've been saying, man. 
Yeah. You know, this dude is just, he, he was a conduit, man. This, this was coming from another place, literally. Yeah, well, go, go ahead, man. What's your thoughts on this? Well, no, I'll just add, you know, just piggyback on what you said. I mean, this is dope, man. Up-tempo, gospel, gospel funk, if you will. Now, for mm-hmm. me, I heard it. I immediately got echoes of trust, like you said, blended with, like, the line. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. blended with a little bit of Baby I'm a Star, like that very yeah. first, that very first organ that right before he starts is dead right out of Baby I'm a Star. Yeah. But all of them got that fast up tempo, you know, you know, you know, it's real dope, man. And it gets real funky when that chicken grease drops around 250. And then I love the use of the organ when he holds those long chords. And so, yeah, man, I'm with you. I dig this song a lot, man. It's a it's a highlight of one. It's another highlight in the set, man. All right, Deacon Big Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> in 1979, I believe that was 79 or 80, the first Blues Brothers film came out. In that film, there's a scene where Belushi and Aykroyd are in a black church standing in the back, and the spirit hit John, and it was this type of music. I mean, you have the floor show going on, you got the tambourines banging, you know, you got the people with the clapping. Well, I'm like, yeah. Whoa. What is going on here? That's where this is. Right in the middle of it. Like like you said, my Pentecostal church, right in the middle of it. And I can just close my eyes and see it. You know, people dancing, doing the whole shebang, like coming out of there, putting in the word, man, and just passing that plate around. I'm like, damn. Okay, <laughs> Let me quit playing. Podcaster Michael Dean, cute. (laughs) And they get caught up in it, and that's exactly what this is. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I could just see him. It would have been such a treat to just see him like recording in the studio because I I know he could not just be doing this and not feeling it. Like, probably dancing all in the studio. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just see Susan now. I don't know about this one. (laughs) Let me stop. I, I got love, dude. I'm just clowning. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of music is this? All right. Um, next up is uh, Witness for the Prosecution version two. And I'm going to have to sacrifice myself to say, I don't really care for this version. I've, I've heard this before, not as great quality. And I just don't like that. It's just, it's too minimalist to me. I, I can hear there's, it, it's full on Prince, though. I mean, it's everything, you know, I can see him doing this. I just hearing the other version and this is such a drastic change. And that other version is my shit. Again, I just I just say this. I'll be on my billy on this one. I'm just, you know, I had this cigar on my hand, shaking my head. and eh, He's talented. Bad motherfucker. Eh, a rare form. You know, it is what it is. It's a slow <laughs> night tonight when money isn't everything. <laughs> so it's not hating. It's just, you know, it's an off night. You know what I'm saying? It's Thursday. It's all good. You know what I mean, this is, a Tuesday. this is the kid on a Tuesday night, you know, at, 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 the, at the club. And he's like, eh, it's okay. What time is Martineers get on? Um, so that's what that's, this is for me. Uh, Big Ken. Yeah, actually, uh, <clears throat> I, I like this song. I mean, I like how different this version is. Like you said, it's more minimalist. It's more sparse. But to me, the sparseness just gives it, and, and the, the different way he, he delivers the vocals, man, gives it a whole different vibe, man, that, you know, it's different. I'm not saying that it's this worse or better than the other one because I, I like them both. Um, I think what I, 
what kind of gets me on this is you're right. Like it starts off a certain way, but if you get closer to the end, you know, that the way he's using the organ, especially towards the end, I really dig that a lot. So, I mean, I like it, you know, it's a cool song. I wouldn't say it's like, you know, the best song, but I, I dig it. It's kind of like, um, like the what's that song that was on the uh, purple like possessed? Like he's got three or four different mm-hmm. versions of possessed, right? And mm-hmm. they're all vastly different than each other, right? So it's just you know, I just think he was kind of like trying to experiment and see which one he likes the best. And then at the end, he never really sees either one of them. So <laughs> right. you know, <laughs> so but I, I dig it. I think it's okay. Big sexy. A couple of years ago. <clears throat> There was a Netflix special called The Black Godfather, story about mm. Mr. Clarence Avant. One of the people he signed to his Sussex label was a cat named Dennis Coffey, did the song Scorpio. The guitars from this song are taken directly, if not, you know, lick for lick from that song. And it takes me right mm. back to like 1971. I, I love it. But I hear those guitars, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I know this. Now, having said that, it is different than the one that we've heard before. You don't have the witness. You don't have that at all. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of, as much as that got on my nerves, it's conspicuous by its absence. You know, that one was more like in your face. This one was more like a, a sneak attack. You know, catch you from behind. What? Pow. You know, I like it. It's not top tier, but I do. I do enjoy it. Just for the guitar thing alone. Mm, okay. What was the artist you mentioned? Dennis Coffey. Dennis Coffey. I'm going to check. He did out. an instrumental called Scorpio. Yeah, I you've heard it. You've heard, heard it, Mike, because it's been hip hoppers have sampled Scorpio so much, uh, man. Okay. Yeah, I probably know it. it if I heard it. Okay. Yeah, go to go to YouTube. Go to YouTube and, and listen to it. you. You'll recognize it immediately. Gotcha. Okay. One of them. One of those songs. I yeah, got it's it. got a classic break that's been sampled forever. Okay. Okay. All right, man, we're at the last track. This has been somewhere. Vault, Vault 2 is, is quite the uh, album. And let me just throw in here, too. If you can, again, go get the vinyl version, man, because. Seriously. It's just like, I'm going to just back up for a second. Side six <laughs> is just three songs. So Psychedelicide, The Ball, and Adonis and Bathsheba. Imagine you just put the needle down. And well, Soul Psychedelic Side is 12 minutes unto itself. That's a whole out. I mean, that's just a groove. That's a, what they said, that's a mood. You be locked into that, and that's just one side. You be done for the night. You be like, ah, oh, man, oh, I feel a lot better. So it's just, <laughs> it's just something about vinyl. So it's the way things are laid out. With that said, this last song is It Bees Like That Sometimes. Now, Let's take you. I'm gonna take you back into the days when you used to get the Prince records back in the day, the Prince album. And let's be let's be honest. You know, sometimes they would you'd put the record down, and it was just there was that one song that you was like you just can't stop playing. You just play you play over and over. For me, uh, like when the Parade album came out, of course, Kiss was the big hit. But by the time I got the album and I got to listen to it, there was a one song that just kept playing over and over. It's like, yo, they have to put this song out. This is automatic bangers. Like, you know, and there were no boots. So it was the first time you heard it. And on that album for me, it was Another Lover. It was just like, this shit is tight. God damn. 
hate Prince. <laughs> you know, in a great way. I was like, damn, man, he always he he always gonna have something. You just be like, ah, damn. To me, this feels like that feeling. When I heard, I had never heard of this song. I've heard, I've seen the title before. Never heard this. Automatic, no brainer. I was like, ah, they did it again. This he ain't even alive. I was, this, I was like, oh, this is going to be my shit. I already, right when it come, and the beat come on, I already know. I was ah, oh, okay. <laughs> this, he got me. This it. I don't care what I hear anybody else talk about. I, I heard some of these songs. I never heard this. Automatic. Um, when I first, when, so when the beat comes on, I was like, oh, shit, this Violent Blue, you know, Jill Jolt song. It's the exact same beat. You go back and look it up. I think it was recorded the same day or the day after, something like that. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then it's just, it's just like it's. I'm gonna say this is easy listening, Prince. That doesn't mean like it's easy listening music. I'm just like, he has those songs. It's just, it's just totally undeniable. Like you gonna like it. I don't care what style of music. It's just us. Ah, this is you can get into. And just. Man, like that sometimes. I don't even know what the hell he's saying. But I'm into the rhythm of it. Which incidentally, this I know this is some other song, but when in my mind I was hearing the same rhythm of uh push on Diamonds and Pearls. It's the same sort of rhythm of where they're doing the vocal, the the, the, the verses. Push up on it. Yeah, it's just, I was like, I was like, is Rosie about to jump in on this? But I loved it. So I love this song. I play this. I don't. I don't already wore this out. And I, I play it all the time. I be at work if I want to just feel relaxed. It's got that, that classic Prince style drumming in it. The, the beat machine. Like I said, I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. It's so it's just I loved it. This this brought me home. I was like, man, you know what? They can do whatever they do to his estate, and they can release. Him, but you can't when it's just the music. He's gonna peek his head through, and and this for me, this was the one where he just tapped me on my shoulder and said, "I got you, I got you. Don't worry about it. You know this. I got you. I know that shit you like." You know, he can do that for everybody, whatever style of music. But for me personally, this was that one where he's like, here, let me pull out the bag. I know you, I know you like this. I got something. So, yeah, I love this shit, man. Um, and, and this the title. It bees like that sometimes. It's, it's like, man, he was saying that back then? This could rock today. That's if I if I knew Prince, if I was an artist or something, and I, I would have tried to trick him into giving me this shit. If I, he's like, I want to produce you. Oh, okay. Word, word. Yeah, I got this, you know, I got some new shit that you're going to like. Word. And I was like, can I listen to the vote real quick? Oh, um, you know, you probably don't. Oh, you probably don't like this song. You know, I know it's old, but there's, can I, you think I can get that one called It Beats Like That? <laughs> Are you sure? you? I mean, I know you probably don't, you know, it ain't all that, you know what I mean? But if you, can I get that one, Prince? <laughs> I would try to like, Psych, I have to reverse psychology to make them give it to me. Like, can I, can I get, and can I get, um, 
again, it's pro- you've already put it out. You probably don't like it, but the summertime thing. I know you said that that, that was whack, but can I? You think I can get that one? <laughs> I would try to trick him to give me the because I man, I would shit. I would have this been the first single. I don't give a fuck if it hit or not. Like this, is my shit, putting this shit out. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Big Ken, what do you think? Pretty much, I agree with you, man, wholeheartedly, man. It's just it's another highlight of the set, man. Uh, super funky intro with that violet blue beat, man. The bass thumping that he's doing on this is on point. As is the lead guitar, like you said, man. I get some some Sly Stone vibes from this one, mm. um, and you know I bet that you know this is one of them type of songs, man, where you know that if he did an extended version, he could do some damage with that. Yeah. I mean, you you just know that 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 this could be he could just take this for another five ten minutes and just go just go in other places with it. it would be great. It's a strong close to this second vault man uh, section, man. It's just it's a strong end to an already strong set of songs to begin with. Yeah, man. I'm sitting here listening to it. <laughs> I'm getting caught up. <laughs> Big Sexy. You said that, you know, there's always that one song. And for you, that song was Another Lover Hole in the Head, right? Mm-hmm. See, for me, that didn't really come on as the song for me until the 12-inch came out. With the oh, hard section on it. Right, right. I'm like, okay. Well, that's, that's what's That was just like, for me, that was the head buster. Because how do you get a song that was dope and make it like, Doper, dope, yeah, and, just, and then the extended part. I, yeah, I, like I said, those again. I had died that year as well, and was resurrected because I was like, I, I was like, this motherfucker. But anyway, now this one, it does. And use the word relaxing. It is, you know, it's just something you know you could have in the background, just doing some work. Like, you know, I could be here like versus grading comic books or, you know, tinkering with bookcases or something, and this is in the background. Just yeah, all right. Hey, you know I like it. I'm not familiar with it at all, but I do like the vibe it, it come that it comes with. I'm not gonna give it the vibe that another loving holding your head gives me with 12 inch. I can't I can't go that far, but it's good. I like it. It's relaxing, and it's just you know sets that nice you know eased back vibe a little bit. I like that a lot. Yeah, man. I could just see you could be like in your car. Top down in summertime, yep. you know what I'm saying? Nice lady or dude, whatever you how you get it. And oh. y'all just driving, you know what I'm saying? Just kicking it, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, she pull over to the over lake. And, you know, you dog and it be like that sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, okay, we doing this. Yeah, it be like that, girl. You know what it is. Anyway. Uh yeah, so it's a great song. Uh Man, that was it for Vault Two. Uh, Big Ken, what's your thoughts on this this particular set? Uh oh, did we lose Ken? Oh. Maybe he's muted or something. Uh, well, my he- bad, my oh, bad, my bad. I had to had to mute on. Um, yeah, Vault One was great. A um, lot of excellent songs on there. Vault Two raised the bar, man. I mean, it's like there's a lot of heavy hitters. In, in this this section for me, man, some that get like serious repeat, repeated plays. It's almost like a boxer, man. Just just haymakers, bro. You know, just right cross, left cross, uppercut. I mean, one after the other after the other. To me, it just again, man. I, I know I, I probably sound like a broken record because I said it last week. I'm gonna say it this week. I'm gonna say it when we do the Vault Three, man. This is just more proof, man, on how prolific 
Prince is. And we've talked about this this entire show, man. The guy's range is just insane, man. Yeah, you could go from serious funk to countryfied gospel to to rock to ballads. It's seamless, man. And again, I said it last week, man. This is just an embarrassment of riches, man. It's not fair. The playing field is not even close to being level, man. Like if you really just sit back and you take this set, just this 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 subset of this set is proof of that, man. So it's just crazy, man. I'm just just so glad, man, that a lot of this stuff is coming to light. You know, we've had we've been privy to some of this stuff, you know, in the underground, but you know now it's going to be out there in the wild for a lot more people to experience and I'm just and it's gonna expose people to him and open him up to a whole new audience, man. So I'm just glad that it's out there. Yes, sir. Big sexy. Vault two <clears throat> validates everything all of us Prince heads have said and thought. When the non believers and there's still some out there, well, you know, I don't think it was all that. Uh huh. Play Vault Two. Whoa. And none of this was released. These are things he's like, you know what? This ain't good enough for me to, to let out there. This stuff's keeping the vault for my own personal laughs. How about that? So he just continued to make great music. I can I can understand now why there was beef with Warners because their main issue was he has too much. We can't service it all properly. I can see that now. Because there is so much here, and he's coming to Warner Brothers. Here's a three-album set. Boom, put that out. Well, goddamn, Prince, you know, <laughs> we can't. I, I get it now from a standpoint of that old label system and how they would market and service singles. I get it. I can see it. But that doesn't mean that the artist should not do what he does. You just keep doing what you do. And that's what he did. He kept making music. He had to let it out. He couldn't keep it in. And that's really admirable and just shows, you know, the depth of his immense talent, you know, and I am enjoying showing people these new things and learning myself as they watch and learn with me about things I didn't know about. And it's been a great ride, and I'm just looking forward to, to all three. Yeah, and uh, I would just, you know, it's just phenomenal, this this section here. Great songs. I love that we could hear these in the highest quality possible and that there were even new songs for the hardcore fan that we never got to hear before. Um, I, I just hope that, and I'll say this for overall, I hope there's a time when music is like super appreciated um, because this is some great stuff here. And I know our attention span gets to be so small and there's so much vying for our attention, but I can only hope in the future, some kid or somebody, anybody, they're just going to be like, you know what, let me listen. Let me take a deep dive into some prints. And they come across some of this stuff and there's, and this will be their first time or they'll hear one of these songs and just be like, God, this is great. Yeah. Whoa. And then, and then their whole experience would be totally different from ours, right? Maybe they go backwards or they just go whatever order feels good to them. Um, but in any order they go, there's just fabulous songs. And, and if they ever come across this stuff, boy, they are in for a treat. You know, all genres are in for a treat because he covered the bases here. So this is great. 
this is better than yeah this is a step up from the first one it's just like man, it keeps getting better so there you go uh man two under our belt salute and shout out to day dropping who jumped in when he could um i guess next we have vault three fellas get into yep, that yep. and uh yeah Some with, bangers on that one is too yeah. as well man yeah man all right well then you know hey there you go ladies and gentlemen my voice what am i on my peter brady like ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Showing your age there with that one. Yeah, devolving. When it's time to change. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you listening. Um, if you haven't already, join our Patreon page to help support the show. Get get early access to the podcast and some exclusives as well. Also, check us out on YouTube. If you haven't already, like and subscribe to the page. And with that. Work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.